0: hi everyone welcome to better together and as we podcast um, for future reference aswe stands for the alzheimer's society of windsor and essex county uh, this podcast will feature uh, engaging conversations with community leaders to care partners and persons living with dementia to raise awareness about this disease you're listening to better together and as we podcast and this is our 11th episode My name is Cindy Keough, and I'm joined today by Richard Frost and his beautiful wife, Mae Frost. Uh, Richard is a client of ours here at the Alzheimer's Society. Uh, Richard was recently diagnosed with dementia and he is here to talk to me about his life journey, his diagnosis, and how he's choosing to live with um, this uh, disease. Thank you so much, Richard, for virtually being here with me today. I wanna start off by um, having your introduction. So um, just talking a little bit about your life, um, your career, your home life and how you actually came about to Canada.
1: Hi Cindy, Um, my name is Richard Frost. I was born in the city of Hull, which is a blue collar city similar in size to Windsor in Ontario and uh, Hull is in East Yorkshire, which is the Northeast part of England. I was very lucky in that my father in particular encouraged all of his children, my brother and sister and myself, to uh, study hard at school. And he told us that that was really the only opportunity for us to do anything and make get a good job. So I was lucky, I, uh, I enjoyed school, at grade school, junior school, and then grammar school. And in particular, I enjoyed physics, applied mathematics, and woodwork. <laughs> um, I did well at school and got into the University of London at Queen Mary College, and did a honors degree in physics and neurophysiology. Wow. I then was not really wanting to work for a big company, so I joined Voluntary Service Overseas, VSO, for the British government. And uh, VSO is similar to Peace Corps and QSO in Canada. And I went to uh, teach chemistry at a high school in what used to be Biafra. It was a few months after the Biafran War. So it was quite um, a culture shock to go there. And uh, I was fortunate I worked with two Canadian teachers and also a Canadian doctor and his wife who was a nurse. When I'd finished doing that, and I really enjoyed it, I didn't think I would ever become a teacher, but that was uh, the only job that they had there at the time. And um, I applied for a position in a master's degree program at the University of Aberdeen in Scotland. Mm -hmm. And I went to Scotland and, obtained a master's degree in, computer, in medical physics um, and then got a job at, in Glasgow at Strathclyde University as a professor. And uh, I was allowed to work towards my doctorate, which I completed at Strathclyde University in doctorate in computer science. I then went to teach at Glasgow University I met my lovely wife um, (laughs) when I was at Strathclyde (laughs) University and um, when I was teaching at Glasgow, the head of the department asked me if I'd be interested in moving to Canada because he'd been contacted by the University of Windsor and um, my wife and I thought that was a good idea so we came to, emigrated to Canada when We had two children. Stephen was three months? No, three. Three years old, sorry. And our youngest son, Graham, was six months months at that time. So it was quite a uh, culture shock to come here, but we were lucky. We settled in. We liked Windsor and stayed since then. Uh, I was fortunate that I was very healthy until I was 65. And uh, I then had a um, a stroke, but I wasn't diagnosed as having had a stroke, but I knew something was seriously wrong. Um, and i but I could could continue to work, and May really helped me through the time I was ill. And I um I was doing well, I had funding from the government for my research and I was teaching big classes, lots of students. And then um, I was diagnosed with throat cancer. Um, yes, I think, yeah. And um, in 2009, I got treated for throat cancer. I had surgery, then I had uh, radiation and chemotherapy, which was successful and um, About seven, eight, nine
2: years.
1: Yeah, so it was seven years ago. I was um, treated and was okay. But I also had a second stroke, which was a hemorrhagic stroke. And I saw a specialist then who looked at the MRIs and told me that I damaged some of my, the neurons in my brain. And I, so I had some tests done uh, from a uh, nurse practitioner from the Hotel U Hospital, Prince Road campus. And through our family uh, health network, Health unit, family unit, health. Windsor family health. Health. My wife helps me out lots of things, (laughs) (laughs) and uh, the Windsor family health team put me in touch with Alzheimer's and also uh, a doctor at the uh, Prince Road campus. And then I joined in last fall, I joined um, the Alzheimer's Daybreak program, which is real fun. A really good bunch of guys there. Mm -hmm. And I feel a a little bit of a fraud because I'm the youngest one there. Um, But they're all very, very friendly, very helpful. And um, the uh, staff at the Alzheimer's Daybreak program are very good. And then towards the end of fall, I also joined the Minds in Motion program on Thursdays where I'd met Cindy and um, Jessica, Jessica. Yes. and that's been very good. So I'm, uh, I've am relearned to, to walk again, mm-hmm. and my left hand is still a little difficult to control but i've gained something through physio sessions and i had a physio session at the um organized by the gap program
2: oh, uh, uh, age
1: wise program mm-hmm. and they really pushed me to walk better and stronger
2: yeah,
1: um, a really, good program. really good program very very helpful
0: how often are you going to that program richard
1: Uh, is finished now but I went for I think I had to do 12 weeks so I did 12 weeks of that and since then I've been going to the daybreak Mm -hmm. and the minds in motion since then to now so I'm guessing those programs might also be coming to a close. Soonish.
0: Daybreak will be continuing for you, but okay. our eight weeks for minds, emotions. I believe this tomorrow is our last, our last oh, session today, uh, together.
1: Well, that's a shame because I've really enjoyed the sessions. And, yeah, uh, me
2: too. And it was great yes. for me because I got an insight of what Richard does at the Daybreak program with regards to exercise, mm-hmm. and it was also really good for me to meet other people in a similar position so it, 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 the the group is a a really a, a lovely a, a lovely group, and we're very easy because uh, we're all going through this a similar thing really That's yeah. why
0: I'm super grateful for this program because it is eight weeks. it gives everybody a chance to get to know each other. It's the same people um throughout the eight weeks and um yeah like you take whatever we we did throughout the eight weeks and you can continue to do it at home together right yeah um and also jessica who does it with me she um works at the day program at the office but she also works at the daybreak sometimes when they need someone to fill in um so you can see what she does with with the group at the at the day program which was cool for you may right yeah
2: yeah absolutely so we're going
0: to backtrack just a little bit um when Richard when you had your first stroke were you still working
2: during that time or you were you were
1: yes I was still working I was um very very busy the, um,
2: your first stroke was about 20 years ago Yeah, actually um and right. Richard was driving back from Toronto we were actually with our neighbors
1: mm-hmm. we were in
2: We were in Binghaman's in Mm. a a sort of campground. Oh, yeah. And Richard uh, Mm. was, uh, he had a conference in Toronto and was Mm. driving from there to Bingaman's. And uh, it
1: was very hot. Yeah. And the air conditioner was not really working too well in the car. And then when I got out of the car back at the campsite, I uh, sat down and then realized I couldn't really feel anything on my leg, my left leg. And when I tried to walk, I couldn't put any weight on my left leg. Mm -hmm. So then May uh, and I, and our three children then, because we have a daughter Mm -hmm. who was a child at that time. Mm -hmm. We drove all the way back to Windsor and then I went into the hospital there and they said that they thought I'd had a stroke, but because it was quite a long time after the actual incident, event yeah. incident, um, they couldn't really give me a firm diagnosis.
2: Uh-huh.
1: And um, it was.
2: And then uh, yeah. there,
1: the last, the last stroke, made a
2: huge stroke, uh, was about seven years ago. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and Re- yes, Richard was working.
0: So, he said that was the stroke happened uh, the day of the the, ce- the supposed celebration you guys were supposed to have,
2: right? For well, his, the day before, yeah. The before for his retirement, <laughs> yeah. party, right? I know, it was his 65th oh, birthday. Monday. Wow.
1: And uh, the University of Windsor were very good. Um, I didn't have to retire straight away. They gave me a couple of years. And then um, I also, when I did retire, I became Professor Emeritus, which means I can still do research, apply for research funding from the Canadian government, and also supervise masters and doctoral students, which has been great fun. And I'm still able to do that, but I just have to see, you know, can I get back into it? And I think I'll be able to, because I've been working with a, doctoral students, and we've published some papers since I've retired.
0: Mm -hmm. Wow, that's great. Are you still doing any kind of research right now, or you're all done with
1: that? Yes, no, we've finished, really. We've achieved the objectives I set out about 30 years ago, and I've been funded since then, and we now have built a system, and we've also described it in several papers where um you can ask questions in english and the oh. system will understand the english and give us answers back.
0: Oh wow so hopefully that's cool hopefully right.
1: more more um awareness of that
0: mm-hmm. so despite your um diagnosis and all the health problems that have happened to you in the, in the past couple of years um how do you choose to you know um, live with this disease
1: um, May, my wife May is very good and my children are all very good, they encourage me to get as much exercise as I can and I don't think I get as much as would satisfy them but I try to uh, do the best that I can and the Alzheimer's Daybreak and the Minds in Motion really help there, everyone I've met they're very, very helpful and um, Awesome. I feel a lot better after I've been to those meetings.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, for Minds in Motion, so what do you think is the most um, favorite part of the of the program?
1: Well, Minds in Motion um, is on a Thursday from about 3 o'clock to 4.30. Um, and when we went to the actual meetings in person, we met some pleasant people there we always were encouraged by yourself and um, Jessica yes yeah, so the Minds and emotion. I think it's more it's we have quizzes which I'm reasonably good at I think um, and although I've been diagnosed I think with dementia that I was told was vascular vascular dementia because it was part of my brain was flooded with blood, I guess. Mm -hmm. And um, that that has affected my short-term memory. I leave the lights on all over the place. Yeah, what's
2: your favourite part of the
1: programme, Mark? Favourite part of the programme, I think, is just being there and having to pay attention the whole time is good for me. Mm -hmm.
0: Yep, Um, I just wanted to say, Richard, when the first time I met you and May, um, you've improved with your walking so much Um, since the last time I saw you. um, Yeah, you were walking on your own, uh, moving better Mm -hmm. on your own. So that was really cool to see just the progress within like weeks that we've been together. So. Yeah, I just wanted to say, like, you, you're you doing awesome. Saw you going up and down your stairs, which is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> really quick. I would have been told
1: off by my wife, May, and my yeah. son, Stephen. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I had to tell him. you to yeah. slow down. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. May
1: is very good in that May enjoys walking, and she really walks faster than me, so I have to yeah, we walk arm in arm, so we can.
0: <laughs> yeah. But when the weather gets nice, you guys can be, do more stuff outside and more walking yeah. outside when it's warm out. Um, why? What, what do you think that like? Why do you think uh, having a support system is so important with this, you know, diagnosis um, and going through life changes?
1: I think uh, I was getting a little bit depressed, and I was not really self-motivated to do a lot of things. And um, I don't know whether it was the actual stroke that caused that. It was probably because I was limited in what I could do. I mean, I decided not to drive anymore with May's recommendation and my son as well. And um, that causes me to um, not maybe do as much as I did when I was able to drive. so having the support from the Alzheimer's Society is very good uh, in that it encourages me to, to maybe do more than I would otherwise.
2: Yeah, and, and your, your family too, mm-hmm. right? There were, yeah. My daughter especially mm-hmm. uh, really actually put her own <laughs> her, her own fitness regime together for him mm-hmm. <laughs> and you did improve you really did yeah. uh she's a bit of a task master master mm-hmm. uh my daughter yeah she's got I the think uh, pointing Don't finger
0: guys yeah. <laughs> have really really young grandchildren still and uh, yes. it's so important for you guys to you know stay active active with them mm-hmm. and keep them busy so um yeah, yeah i'm really really proud of you guys so the name of our podcast is Better Together. Um, from your perspective, what do you think that means?
1: Um, I think Better Together is the fact that uh, all the staff, at both the daybreak and the minds in motion are all very friendly, very easy, very approachable. Um, and that makes a big difference. Um, I think at first I felt a little bit, Uncomfortable because I was younger than most of the other participants in the daybreak program. But um, I now feel more at ease, and it's mostly because of the, the help from the staff and the fact that they encourage us to do different They're, things. They encourage
2: yeah. you basically to step out of your comfort zone and do silly things Mm -hmm. and therefore you're all in the same boat and you kind of lose your inhibitions, don't you, really?
1: Yeah. As you can say, they're very interesting people and for different reasons they've got into this Daybreak programme. I think I was lucky because I think there is a bit of a waiting list Mm -hmm. and I got in pretty well. Uh, fairly quickly after the second stroke. And I think I needed that just to keep me going a bit and push myself.
0: Yep, yep. There was a bit of weight just because of the pandemic, but yeah, you got in really quick, right? Yeah. Yeah. Jessica and I wanted to tell you that um, our favorite part about having you and May in Minds Emotions is your laugh. (laughs) The both of you laughing together is so
2: infectious. Like every time we hear you laugh, we end up laughing. (laughs) it's such a great group. I really enjoy, I I enjoy it just as much as the, you know, as a partner, Mm -hmm. but uh, I, I really do enjoy it. And uh, uh, those balls, we we have exercises with these balls. And, of course, they roll everywhere. And, then, and then that starts me off laughing. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but it's so much fun. It's I think really our
1: grandchildren have uh, used those balls and hidden yes, them. Yes, that's <laughs> I found the purple yeah. ball.
0: <laughs> and maybe they can start doing the exercises with you guys as well with the balls. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely.
2: Yeah. yeah.
0: All right. Yeah. So, thank you so much, Richard, for taking the time out of your busy day well, to be with me. Uh, before we end off this podcast, I want to ask you five random questions. These questions mm-hmm. are all random, and there are no right or wrong answers. Okay. All right. So, question number one: If you didn't have to sleep, what would you do with that extra time?
1: <laughs> oh, I'd read and watch uh, factual movies.
0: Mm. May, what would you do? Oh,
2: um, I'd love to say exercise. (laughs) (laughs) But I really need that. (laughs) Um, I cook. Yeah. I love cooking. What's your favorite meal to cook? Oh, um, well actually, uh, once I've mastered something, I tend to get sick of it quickly. So I'm always trying new things. But I have a great deal of difficulty following a recipe, mm-hmm. so I kind of, I, I kind of uh, bulk it. That made my own stuff, and yeah. Uh, yeah. But I I, I'm always trying new things.
1: May makes really good soups.
2: Yes. And uh, so pies,
1: meat pies. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like if you follow a recipe, it adds more stress to the cooking. I don't, that's just how I feel. I like winging it and doing things my way because then Me too. <laughs> you don't have to be you know, right on about following a recipe and getting it right. So
2: that's yeah, it. no, no, it's not. I like it to be fun. And that doing, making your own, having your own spin on it makes yeah. it, uh, sometimes it's a disaster though.
0: <laughs> oh, the second question ties into this. So question number two, if you could only eat one food for the rest of your life, what would it be?
1: for me it'd be curry.
2: Mm. Maybe. I'm
1: allergic to milk but I really like non-dairy ice cream mm.
2: <laughs>
1: so I'd have the ice cream after the curry. <laughs>
2: That's okay. mm. I think I have one for me. Um, no clue. Um, what, what is that uh, The rice pudding. 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 That's
0: a favorite among all of our clients and care partners. Rice pudding is just a fan favorite. Yeah. (laughs) Question number three. What would your perfect Sunday look like?
1: A perfect Sunday. Yep. Um, Okay. It would be good weather.
2: Yeah.
1: um, We'd have our pool open and we would go for a swim and the grandchildren would come over and we could all have a barbecue
2: meal. Well, right now it's snowing outside. <laughs> <either. laughs> um, yeah, I would go for a walk in the woods. Yeah. For me, um, yeah, I, I, I'd like that, and uh, and then come home to a warm uh, soup. <laughs> <laughs> what could you give a
0: forty-minute presentation on with absolutely no preparation?
1: Um, on natural language processing,
0: like, is
1: it? programming.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, yeah, I taught thousands of students how to program uh, during the career at the University of Windsor. Um, and I, was, I got good ratings from the students. So I think I could teach introductory programming uh, very easily just off the top of my head.
0: I know you can, Richard. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: just, just from listening to you talk, I know you can do that. Yeah. May, how about you?
2: Art history. <laughs> <laughs> I so <still> enjoyed that. <laughs> yeah. So Very
0: opposite topics. <laughs>
2: oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure.
0: And question number five, this is our last one. What's the best piece of advice someone has ever given to you?
1: Oh, I think that was probably from my father, and it was, you know, um, studying and education was very, very important, and I do believe that, and I try and educate myself through reading. Um, and then May uh, has told me a lot. and. Showed me a lot about Scotland. Okay. (laughs) I'm I'm English.
2: Yeah, he's English.
1: I'm very Scottish, my family is Scottish.
2: Yeah, Uh, for me, it it was his aunt. When we first got married, she said, Make sure you're not both in a bad mood at the same time. (laughs) Oh that's been advice. You know, make sure that you're uh you know Mm -hmm. make sure you're uh you don't come down to match each other. Mm -hmm. One has to be uh in a better uh, that's really good (laughs) advice.
0: How many years have you guys been married?
2: Oh, wait a minute. 82. <laughs> oh, my 30 years. <laughs> 30 years. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> that's the
0: secret to marriage. Always have somebody up and somebody down, if that's the case. Yeah, if
2: someone's there, then make sure you're not. <laughs> Otherwise, it's...
0: <laughs> yep. Well, thank you so much, Richard and May, for doing this podcast with me. Um, It was a pleasure speaking with you guys today. Um, I hope our listeners gain a better understanding about what it is to live with this disease and um, how important it is to have a support system along the way and all the programs and services that the Alzheimer's Society offers, uh, because a lot of people still don't know what we do there. Mm -hmm. Um, So, hey, listeners, my call to action for all of you. How can you help? educate yourself and encourage others to do the same refer your circle of friends to our programs and services support our events and fundraising campaigns and become a dementia friendly community let's keep talking about dementia listen to new episodes on the last friday of every month um, and don't forget to subscribe help for today hope for tomorrow and remember we are better together thank you so much richard and thank, Andy. You, Cindy. thank
2: you shindy